Hello, everybody. We are doing another episode of PG Spoilers. I am your host, Kalai, and today I am joined by Matt. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing pretty good. How's everybody doing? Good. Matt is one of our writers here at the ProvenGamer.com website, so we're going to have a lovely discussion on the new game uh, GameStop Pass that's out currently. They just announced this. This is a pass where for $60, you sign up as a pro member, and you get to go in, and you get to pick out any game you want. And it's like a rental service. So you go in, you get your game, you go home, you play your game, and for six months, you can return your game as much as possible, get a new game. Of course, it's only on the used used products in the, in the store. And on top of that... Uh, at the end of that six months, the last game that you you decide to take is yours to keep. So, Matt, now, Matt here believes that this isn't always a good thing. So, Matt, tell me, what do you think of this new service? Well, so, when I first, uh, when I first read about it, uh, I kind of thought it was like a money grab. I know that for the past few years, GameStop hasn't been doing uh, as well as they had done maybe the past generation they've been really kind of having trouble uh selling used games with the rise of uh digital and all that and i know that gamefly has been growing um and i think that this is just kind of going to be a poorly implemented money grab i i just feel like like the the way that gamefly works they have such a bigger inventory on hand at any given time that I think it's going to be tough for any local brick-and-mortar store to keep up with that kind of a demand. See, now I don't feel that because, I mean, I've had trouble. I tried Gamefly, and I've had trouble where I couldn't get the game I was looking for. And a lot of uh, GameStops do have a variety of games. On top of that, you can go to different stores. You are not limited to one store. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Um, I think around new releases... uh, it, that's where it's going to become really difficult. Like I know that Gamefly, you can almost like pre-register to get. Uh, you can add basically new games to your queue. So like games that aren't out yet, you can add them to your queue and be like, "Hey, I want that game." I haven't seen anything uh, from GameStop that indicates that something like that will be in line with this like Power Pass. Um, and I think that uh, a warehouse full. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how Gamefly or where Gamefly stores their games, but I assume that they have a couple of places around the country. Um, And I think storage like that versus a brick-and-mortar store, where, like, let's say... So, like, Assassin's Creed Origins came out uh, a couple weeks ago, and I want to go into a GameStop, and they're like, well, we don't have it. Uh, Go to Burlington. And I go to Burlington, and they say, oh, we don't have it. Or, alternatively, they look it up. I'm still traveling around and spending my time to go rent a game. Instead of playing maybe a game that I have, waiting for it to come to my house, uh, and not having to do all this legwork. I feel well, like that's, that's a big thing, too. Well, that's true, but with Gamefly, you know, if your game isn't in stock, they just send you the next game. So why wouldn't you, if you can't find your game, just pick something else out at a GameStop? Well, so that's where my problem comes in with the keep the last game that you get. Um, so what? let's say you go in, right? You've paid your $60. Okay, so you're you're up to date. You're you're six months deep, or you're you're going for the six month thing. You've done it for six months. Assassin's Creed Origin just came out. 
I'll use that as an example again. You can't get it because all the used copies in that given store or like the whole area are rented out. And so you end up with, I don't know. I think my example when we were talking about it earlier was like Rogue Trooper, right? <laughs> and that's the game. I know, I know. It's not like, I don't know. I, I, I haven't played it myself. I remember playing it back in the day. I haven't played the Redux, Redux version, but it wasn't it wasn't great. Uh, but let's say you get stuck with that as your $60 game. Is it, I'm stuck with that now unless I re-up my $60? Like, is that where the grab is? Or is it, you know, like... I can bring that back. I've paid my $60. This is not the game that I want. Give me my copy of Assassin's Creed Origins because that's the game that I wanted. I, I don't know how it works yet because they haven't really announced many of... It, it's pretty vague what, what we've seen so far because it was just like a magazine ad. Well, true. But there's... I mean, there's lots of people who play these these new games, get them done quickly, so they can actually get their money's worth. And I think that's what GameStop is banking on, that trade-in value. You know, because if you, let's say, trade in Assassin's Creed within the first couple of weeks, you're only spending, you know, you get 30 or $40 back. Right. So I think they're they're banking on that. Now, the one thing I do know about the, the GameStop Game Pass is it's actually cheaper than Gamefly. Right, it is. That's a truth. Now, for someone like me, what this is, what's exciting about this program is, is that I have a PS3. I got a PS3 about a month and a half ago, when my boss was like, "Yeah, I'm getting rid of my kid's PS3." So I said I'd buy it from her, and she insisted on giving it to me. I had never really played any games on the PS3. I can go into this GameStop, sign up for that wonderful pass, and just go ahead and, you know bring home games after games after games and then get a PS4 game in the end. But, so, again, you don't know what PS4 game that's going to be. So, for PS3, I would say you're probably going to be able to walk into that store and grab just about any game you want, right? Because it's not like they're going to run out of stock of PS3 games anytime soon. I don't think they're really selling through those right now. Um, but, I mean, I think what what gets me is that, that end catch, right? Like, so the you can keep your last game. I just, I don't see that going very well. I mean, so, A, they're going to be selling the used games anyway, right? There's no guarantee that your game's going to be there. Because, like, that's what they push there. You know what I mean? They had that little scandal, you can call it, a while ago, where they had used games in stock, but they would suggest the new games and say that they didn't have new games in stock. So their whole revenue model is based on used games. So if they're going to be pushing those anyway, you going in there and renting the game that you definitely want, I feel like is going to be such a tough thing to do if this takes off, right? So let's say, like my local one here in Woburn, I know quite a lot of people that go there, and if, you know, 10 people, 20 people sign up for it, that's 10 or 20 used games that are out at the same time, and I feel like most people who would sign up for this would want the same used games, right? Like, if I'm signing up for this, I'm a, I would assume I'm a pretty hardcore gamer, I know what games are coming out. I know what games I'm going to want to rent. And I probably have some kind of an idea of the length of any given game and when I'm going to want to rent it. So like uh, like a Wolfenstein. That's, you know, that's like a 10, 12 hour, maybe 20 hour thing that I can rent for a week, take it home with me, and trade it back in. But is the guarantee that 19 other people that have signed up for this go in there, grab it. Like, what's the guarantee that I'm going to get the game I want, I guess, is my my problem with the whole thing. And I know that that's a problem with Gamefly as well. 
Well, no, what I was going to say is that's understandable, but if you're really a true hardcore gamer like I am, I have an Xbox One, I have a PS4, I have a PS3, I have a Wii U, I have a Switch, I have a Vita, I have a 3DS. I'm going to find something. Something there that in the end I'm going to want to keep. No, I I totally agree with that. I mean, like, having multiple systems, uh, I think, is kind of the ideal person to have this pass, right? Especially if you have some of the older systems, because then you're probably never at a lack of games. You're going to always have something to go grab. But I think maybe some people that they're going to sell this on might be like a mom and dad or or, or something like that. uh, Where, you know, maybe they're not coming in as often as someone like you or me who does have multiple systems. And who could come in and be like, oh, well, you don't have Wolfenstein. I'll pick up. Mario Odyssey, or or, or or something else, even. Like, uh, even if we're talking about a couple months, like, oh, you don't have Wolfenstein, do you have any copies of Horizon in stock? You know what I mean? Something else I can grab. I just don't know that the demographic they're trying to capture with it is the demographic that's actually going to sign up for the card, or the, the pass. Not to mention, I mean, there are a lot of people that are doing this now. How many people, you know, get a used game and in seven days bring it back because they've already, they've beaten the game already. Right. And, well, so, I mean, and that's the other thing, too, right, is, like, for me to sign up for, like, a, so it's be 10 bucks a month, basically, is what it breaks down to. Uh, why not just pay $60 for a game, a used game, and go in and just switch it off once a week? I mean, I know that. I used to work at GameStop, so I know we don't like people like that, or they don't really like people like that. But there's nothing in GameStop's rules that say you can't do that. And, I mean, if you really wanted to, and if you were going brick and mortar, and, you know, you you could technically do that. And I just feel like this is... GameStop is losing some kind of money somewhere, and they're trying to make it up. And with Redbox, Gamefly, uh, you know, you, you can get games... Uh, rentals and and I think that they're really chomping at the chain to try to get on that um, a lot of the things that I feel like GameStop was good at like the power up program almost everybody has that now you got Amazon is on that Best Buy has that you know that's not exclusive to GameStop anymore and I feel like maybe they're seeking some other path of revenue well that's because uh, GameStop is behind the times with their power-up card. Yeah, you get a magazine, but if you go to Amazon.com and, you know, you actually you know, pre-order your game, you're getting 20% off, which is huge on a brand new game. Yeah, I think the it's similar for Best Buy, isn't it? Yes, it is. Except for Best Buy, you don't need to pre-order. You can walk in any time and get 20% off a new game. Yeah, and I mean, just, just in that alone, I think it kind of proves... So, so that's my whole thing, right, is that GameStop's behind the times. I think they've proven that uh, time and time again with just it, it, every everything that I see from them, uh, like how you pre-order games, how they push people when they come in the door. Um, it just says to me that this is something that isn't, this is something that isn't going to go well and that other people already are doing better. Um and it just, it just doesn't seem like a, I don't know, when I saw it, it just didn't seem like something GameStop would do. But then the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Because they're just, they're getting $60 from somebody who might get a crappy game. And I, I that's my sticking point, is like, they're, 
they're trying to sell you on the idea that the last game that you get is the game that you keep. And so you, you think in your brain, like the ideal is you get this new game that you wanted and you've paid for it over the six months. And now you get that $60 game. But I really don't think that that's going to end up what happened. I think what happens with Gamefly is more likely to happen where you're thinking like, I want this game, but that's out. And so you're going to have to settle for game B instead of game A. Well, what about if GameStop does what they do with like their pre-orders? So what if I go into GameStop and I say to my local GameStop, oh, uh, I really, really want the new Mario Odyssey game. So in the next month, if that comes in, can you hold it for me? And they'll say, well, yeah, we'll hold it for you for, you know, a couple of hours. We'll call you and you can run out and get that. Sure. I mean, that that would definitely work. But then still, so we come back to the problem of if 20 people sign up for this card and 20 people want Mario Odyssey, how many people really, like, realistically are going to end up getting Mario Odyssey uh, from the past? You know what I mean? If that's your goal. Because, again, I, I think that the demographic that they're going after is somebody who plays games on a regular basis. You know what I mean? And, like, who thinks they're spending too much money on games, right? Like, that's the whole idea. Well, that also might be good. Another demographic they might be going after is uh, the kids. Think about if they run this over the summer with the parents, because I'm sure the parents are sending a ton of game, ton of money on the games. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, um, it's it's just it it comes back to, like I said, like getting what you want out of it, and then the just the the sixty bucks. It just seems like they're trying to sell me on something that they're not going to be able to deliver up front. Um, I don't know that they're going to have any kind of good alternative besides like, Oh, sorry, we don't have this in stock this month uh, or right now. And that's the last game you get. So like the only way to remedy that is if you sign up for another six months and like, you know, you can hope that at the end of that six months, you end up getting whatever game you're looking for, you know, destiny two or whatever it happens to be. You know what I mean? And so, I'm thinking in in how I, I guess I kind of view GameStop after having worked there and just seeing their business practices for the past decade or so. Um, I guess just I see this and I, I, I feel like that's what they're going for. They're, they think they're going to hook people into resubscribing so that they can get the game that they want uh, as opposed to actually trying to do this whole rental business well. I mean, it's a good possibility. Now, I have a question for you. Sure. What type? What type of gamer are you? Are you the type of gamer that's going to sit and play a game till you're finished? Uh, I mean, it depends on the game. There's plenty of games that I pick up and I don't finish. Like, I still haven't finished Horizon, even though I think that game's amazing. Um, but like Zelda, I bored through that as soon as I got it. You know what I mean? That that's a great game. Um, but I also really dig like competitive games. I'm pretty big into, you know, like a Rocket League or something like that where I can sink hours into it without having to worry about story. It's more about mechanical skill. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, see, I'm the type of gamer that can't sit down and concentrate on one game at a time. Right. So I have to play multiple games. Sure. So for me, something like that would be great if I could just play for a bit, switch out, switch back. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so... Let's say you go and you rent a game. Are you going to want to go every time you get sick of a game, right? I'm, you can't see it, but I'm doing like quotation marks. 
this is the worst audio ever, right? This the fake quotation marks is the best thing for podcasts because nobody can see me do it. Uh, but so, um, you know, you go, you switch out a game. I mean, how close, like, how close do you live to a GameStop? Well, I used to live across the street from one and then they shut down, which made me very sad. Yeah, right. So that would have been ideal. Exactly. But there's one like five minutes from where I work that I could go on a break. That's not bad. So, I mean, maybe you're the type of person that would be great for this card, right? Because you have a convenient location close to you that you can get to on a regular basis where you can say, hey, I have a half an hour lunch. I can spend 10 minutes of that walking or driving or getting over to GameStop, switching out my game and, you know, taking whatever one I want right now home. But for a lot of people, I think that there isn't a local GameStop. There used to be a ton of them around here uh, in my area. I think in the past couple of years, three of them have shut down. And there's only one. And for me, it's about a... Well, not here now, but if I was still living in Malden, uh, you know, the closest one is like a good 15, 20-minute drive. Uh, and I, I see that as a problem, too. That's That's a whole other problem part of it is like... There's going to be this... So Gamefly, you could be anybody, right? You don't have to be close to anything. It's just... It comes to your house. You don't have to deal with walking or finding a way to the store. And I think that that's going to be something that maybe they haven't even really thought of that is going to be a roadblock for them, is getting people to go to the store on a regular basis to actually switch the games out. See, I don't see that as a problem because for me... If with Gamefly, I would be like, oh my god, I have to wait two days to get my game. Yeah, Whereas right. now I could, I could walk into the store, I could drive five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. And I'll, there's so many game stops that you're almost guaranteed if you go to the, like, if I went food shopping, there's literally a GameStop next to the place I shop my food at. So I could literally go to GameStop, then do my food shopping. So the thought of being able to walk in, pick up my game, and go home and play it is a lot more appealing to me than having to wait two days for them to ship it to my house. Right. But then, like, what about the people who who aren't conveniently located next to two GameStops? You know what I mean? Or, or alternatively, using that same fact... Are those the type of people that GameStop wants to sign up for it so that they don't come in and switch the games, but they've paid the $60 to switch out the games? You know what I mean? Um, but but I do think maybe that's not going to be a roadblock for GameStop, but I think that might be a roadblock for people signing up for it and why this might not be as successful as GameStop wants it to be. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a possibility. But I even think gamers are pretty... Um pretty cheap i mean i think they'll go out and actually use it that pass if they're going to spend the 60 dollars yeah i mean yeah maybe they will um it's it's tough for me because i've never used gamestop i was netflix for a while um when they first started up when they before they did streaming you know what i mean like i have netflix now i think everybody does but uh you know i didn't mind waiting for a movie to show up i could always figure something else out you know and I feel like it would be the same with games. Like, I have a pretty deep library of video games that I play on a regular basis. Um, you know, I kind of have regulars that I go back to, like a Rocket League, Overwatch, stuff like that. Um, and I think waiting for a game from Gamefly, I could just play those for a couple of days and then wait. Um, 
Because, I mean, for me now, I am pretty close to a GameStop, and I could sign up for this, but I just don't trust that that game that I get at the end is going to be worth my 60 bucks, or that I'm going to be able to finish any of the games that I'm renting in in the time period that I'm getting them. Well, let's look at this from another point of view. Have you ever bought a game from GameStop? Yeah, several. Have you actually uh, exchanged it? Have you turned it in for money? Have you, you know, store credit? Um, I used to, I try not to now, um, cause I don't like how, I don't particularly like their business practice when it comes to that. I feel like they, uh, they're really dodgy about, uh, revenue versus what they'll give you. Well, yes, but with the game pass, you don't have to worry about that. That's yeah. the other thing is no, that, that you're it's true, but then I'm not, but then I don't, I don't own the game. You know what I mean? So it's not like, um, it's not like. I've owned the game and they're giving me less money than I paid for it, right? Like I've never really bought a game and then like a week later decided I'm going to trade it in. Um, and even if it was like a six month period, I'd say very rarely within a six month period have I bought a game and traded it in. Um, I like to keep a lot of my stuff. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not a collector. I, I prefer digital games because I don't want to have to get up to change out a disc. <laughs> Yeah, I'm lazy. No. I hear you. Like as soon as that became a thing, I started buying a lot of digital stuff too. Right. So, but I used to trade my games in all the time. I want the new game. I don't want to pay sixty dollars. I trade my games in. Right. But of course, you're getting a lot less money for it. Well, now I don't have to worry about that that price gap. That's true. But but then you're not. It's not like you're owning that game, right? So like, let's say. So you said you have like a problem paying attention or not paying attention, but sitting down and really playing through one game at a time, right? Mm -hmm. So a game like Zelda, right? That's like a easy, if you're, if you're just playing story, we'll say, right? That's like an easy 30 to 40 hour game. You get Zelda, you play it for 10 hours, you don't finish it, you bring it back, and now you grab another game because you don't own Zelda anymore. If you want to go back to it, you can't. You know what I mean? It's not it's not in your possession. It's you have to hope that you go there, hope that they have a used copy because it's not like they'll give you a new one. Uh, and you know, just it's, it's a lot of faith that you have to put in GameStop to have what you want. Well, that is true. I mean, you do have to put a lot of faith in them, but again, at the same time, if I'm going to be buying the games anyways and trading them in for less money, right? I might as well, you know, it's cheaper for me to get the pass than just get the game, play it, and return it. Right. But, but then again, that also <clears throat> relies on the fact that you or I or anybody is part of like the cycle that GameStop has built, right? Where you buy the game, you play it, you beat it, you trade it in. But if I'm not part of that cycle anymore, does that $60 mean anything to me? Like if that's not part of my regular gaming habit, right? Because I feel like maybe when I was younger... And I didn't have enough money to really buy all the stuff I wanted. I was part of their sales cycle, right? Where they're they're selling you it new. They're not making any money on the new game. They're buying it back from you, used at a reduced price, and then they're selling it for sixty dollars or fifty five dollars on the shelf and making a buttload of profit, right? That's their that's their whole mo. That's GameStop's cycle. And if I'm not part of that, does this sixty dollar pass? still make any sense for me if i'm just going to be buying games you know what i mean well that's true i mean it's not for anybody but it is i th i think it's a good thing for gamestop i do think it's a good thing for gamestop i just don't know that i like gamestop enough for me to want good things for them 
<laughs> well, I like. I feel like I could cheat them out, and which is what I like to do to GameStops. Yeah. What? So. What? What? So, what would you? How, how would? How would you use this in that way? Like, I would buy. I'd probably buy a game and play the hell out of it, and then like I would try to get at least six games. If you get six games, you're averaging at ten dollars a piece, and you keep the last game being more expensive. Right. So, and I would probably play games that are within the 10 to 12 hour range. Now, as a trophy hunter, right, I yeah. could run in there and buy it and get a Telltale game. And a week later, return it for another Telltale game. And a week later, return it for another Telltale game. And I can get a whole bunch of trophies. Right, yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I can understand it from that perspective. But so, again, that's, I mean, I guess that's kind of what gets me about it, right? Is that it has this... So you say that, right? Like, hey, if I can get six games within the six-month period, which you should be able to do, right? You should be able to get way more than that. It seems like it's too good to be true. I mean, you should be able to average at least a game a week if you're going to get this, right? That feels like it makes sense. Or even one game every two weeks would make it way worth it. But it's that this can't be correct. You know what I mean? This can't be... It's It's like the too good to be true, right? So, like... The sales pitch is, hey, take the game home that you want at the end of the day. But is that last game the game that I want? And I think that's that's my barrier, is how do I know that I don't have to sign up for another six-month period, like I said before, to really get a game that I want? You know what I mean? And then I'm am I stuck waiting? Like, so am I stuck, like... Paying the 60 bucks and being like, well, I know I want this game, so I'm just not going to rent out any more games, and I'm just going to keep this, and that's it. You know what I mean? How many people right. are going to do that? Right, and the other the other upside is if you can, I would go after, you could always go after a Nintendo game. Nintendo game has high resale value, and then you just trade the game in and put it towards your next $60 pass. Yeah, right, yeah. Nintendo <laughs> games, for some reason, consistently hold their value for way longer than they should. So you take the last game that you bought, you play it, and then trade it into GameStop and put it towards your next $60 pass. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I'm, I almost guarantee you that's what they want you to do. Um, I think that they're going to try to use this, hopefully, uh, or not hopefully, but I think they are hopeful that they're going to use it in a way that keeps people engaged in their sales cycle of, okay, the last game that I got wasn't great, so I might as well just trade it in re-sign up and then hope that I get something at the end of it and then they're going to do the same thing again and so you're just constantly cyclical inside their system constantly giving them more and more of your money because like during that six month period are you just not going to buy any more games are you just going to rent right it makes sense that's what gamefly but but does it like so if like uh when Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein, and Mario came out, right? Are you not going to buy two of those at the same time? You're only going to you're going to wait, hope that they have the one that you want and then not pick up any other ones or are you Mario, Wolfenstein, and Assassin's Creed? Do you want to get all three? So now you've given them the $60 for your 6-month subscription and paid $120 extra on top of that for the two games that came out. And then not to mention any other game that comes out in that 6-month stretch. You know what I mean? That you don't get to rent because it's not in stock at the time. Well, you got to make that decision. You got to decide: Do I want to go ahead and 
wait on that game till it goes to the use so that way I can. Like, those three games, to be perfectly honest with you, I would buy Mario and let the rest, I just use the... the Pass to rent. To yeah. rent, because, face it, m- nobody's going to turn in Mario Mario because it's a Nintendo game, so it's going to have a high resale value. It's going to hard to get. Right. So I'd buy that one outright. Where the other two... Wolfenstein isn't going to hold its value. People are going to play that game, and in 12 hours, get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah. So those are the things you got to think of. But I know, so like, and then, but when you talk about Assassin's Creed, I feel like a lot of people do end up keeping Assassin's Creed. Um, no. You don't think so? Assassin's Creed drops in value so fast because of the fact that EA is, not EA. Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft, yeah. Ubisoft is an idiot when they put that game out, so... There's a cycle with any Assassin's Creed. It comes out, there's a whole bunch of bugs, people complain, they have to correct it. The people that wanted to uh, know that it's going to be buggy don't buy it, so it drops in value really fast. I, I have heard uh, really good things about this one, though. I've heard that the newest one is, is really good. So, I, I don't know, I haven't played one since, like, uh, probably Black Flag, I think was the last one I actually, like, engaged with, and I really enjoyed that, but then everything after that I haven't played. But I, I just, I, I, I want this to be a good deal. I just don't see, I don't trust GameStop, I think, as much as you do. Um, and maybe I'm on the, my, maybe I'm the minority in that. And it, when I see this deal and I look at how it's presented, it just seems like it's a too good to be true type deal. And I get, I guess that's kind of my main concern with it is that it's going to be, just overall poorly implemented and not be this idyllic I can get the games that I want and not have to pay for them type of thing. Well, I guess we'll see. I think I'm thinking about trying it when they when signups are available. You? <laughs> I, I mean for sixty dollars you could try it. I don't know though. Like for sixty bucks at once it just depends on what games I'm getting. I, I can't say that I will because like I said, I I mean I've had so not only do I not particularly like GameStop, but I've had problems with the local GameStop here, like, several times. Um, they just consistently don't do things that they say they're going to do, like, the for Mario Odyssey. Um, I had pre-ordered that at the location close to me. I don't want to name names, because then it gets kind of... Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be like that, you know what I mean? But, you know, uh, and they didn't end up doing a midnight for it. And there were three huge games coming out. Like, how do you not do a midnight for that? Uh, so I ended up canceling that and getting uh, a digital version of it. And then uh, I've just had a lot of problems with them. So I, I try not to interact with them as much as possible. And I feel like this would bring me into the store more than I'd way like to be much. in there. Yeah, like way more than I'd like to be in there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we've been going on for 30 minutes. Yeah. I think I think they got the point of what we're talking about here. Uh, where can they find you, Matt? Do you want to give out your contact info or no? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm on, you know, I'm on, uh, PlayStation and on, uh, Steam under Mr. Enough, also Twitter, uh, as Mr. Enough, um, and Instagram as Mr. Enough, so you can find me in all those places. And is there any articles that you've written recently that anybody should check out? Uh, I wrote the article for the Power Pass <laughs> on ProvenGamer.com. <laughs> check, check that out. And I'm Kalai from GameStuff. You can find me on the GameStuff podcast every week. You can come into my Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash GameStuff podcast. You can find us on the Twitter at GameStuff uh, 
same game stuff cast. And you can find me on Twitter, myself at Kalai21, K-A-L-A-I 21. You can find me on the PlayStation Network at M-A-I-L-E, the number uh, 1978. You can find me on the Xbox at M-A-I-L-E and the number 21. Come hang out with you. Thank you guys for listening and keep stay tuned to ProvenGamer.com for all your gaming news and to find out when the next PG spoilers will be. Thank you.